Adam Glenn. What's up, baby? What's up, bud? How are you? I'm good, man. I can't complain. Uh, so you're back, you're coming back from ATL, am I right? ATL, brother. So I'm back. I'm back in the New York groove. Hell yeah. Trying to, uh, you know, just trying to take care of all my emails and get ready for the week. That's what I do. Beginning my week, all I do is get ready for the week. But, yeah. I, you know, it, it's not too bad. Tomorrow, honestly, like, my days are pretty easy. It's not difficult. Tomorrow, I got to wake up early. I'm doing acupuncture. I'm doing this new acupuncture where they shock your body. It's like yeah. – uh, it's acupuncture, but then you have like the, the needles to a machine to like shock your, mu- to wake up your muscles. So I'm yeah. doing that tomorrow and then I'm going to the gym and then I just do some emails and then, uh, I love how you describe it. acupuncture in the gym as like, like business things. Like you said, it's so like, yeah, so I got to wake up and uh, get acupuncture done. And then yeah. I go to the gym. I'm like, oh, I thought he was going to say, like, I got to interview some celebrities. No, I, I work I, on some projects. I know. I know. I mean, listen, I, I'll I'll be doing emails all day. Like, that's yeah. like, I'll be working on projects all the day besides that. But that's just like the hardest part of my day is just doing that. The rest of stuff's easy. Like, yeah. Interviewing people, I don't even think about it. It's, it, it's like effortless to me. You know what I mean? Just gonna, let me I ask mean, so, I know you, I, I, you know, we know each other from the clubs um, in sure. New York City. Um, but like, I know you work for TMZ and bro, it's like, I, uh, I, I told my lady, I'm like, yeah, I'm interviewing this guy, Adam Glenn. He's like uh, kind of a big deal. And she goes on your profile, you know, she's always a skeptic. She's like, yeah, big deal. Really? You got a big, <laughs> and then she goes on and it's like you with like, like all these celebrities. And she goes like, she's like, how, what the fuck? And I wonder too, man. Right? Like, yeah. It's like, it's like part of me, it's like, part of me thinks like if I tried to go up to these people, I would get punched in the face by the security guard, but you somehow get access to these people. Like how to, that's, that's the fun part of like trying to see who I could get to, you know, like that's the part of me that I love the most is like the hustle, like trying to get to them. Like that's the adrenaline of it. It, It's not set up at all. It's you just going up to them. That's that's what's fascinating. Yeah. I've been doing this for 10 years now. And you know, at first, when I first started, it's ridiculous. Honestly, it's the hardest thing to explain to people. Like last week I was with Elon Musk, you know, one of the biggest people in the world before SNL is the only person to talk to him before SNL. Right. 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 Um, you know, and like, I don't, they're not pre-rehearsed. I just kind of find these people in the street and it's like this gorilla raw street interview, Yeah. but it's fun. It's exciting. But the thing that's cool, it's like, it's not rehearsed. Like when you see them on live with Kelly, if you see them on the today show, if you see them on, Fallon, it's like rehearsed. The questions they know what's coming, like they know the the beats and stuff. Like my it's yeah. kind of raw, it's real. And I just to me, that's what drives me. I think it's exciting. I think it's fun. And yeah. um all these all these it's big, cool. Yeah. No, but all yeah, you're so right about it. All these big celebs, man, like you know, anywhere from like uh Elon Musk to like whatever, like some major league baseball, everything they do is is pre-rehearsed, you know. They got like a, a media oh, guy. Dude telling them like, hey, yeah. give them a non-answer answer, you know, say the safest thing. And when you, when these celebrities do like Fallon or Today Show, they get a pre-interview before they do the show. So they right. get interviewed by a producer like, all right, tell me what's been going on in your life right now. You got any funny stories? And, and by the time they say it on the show, it just seems like they're doing like almost like a stand-up bit, but it's not even that funny, yeah. you know? And it's just, it's not even a real interview. There's no, it's actually not an interview at all. It's all like pre-rehearsed. It's like, it's just corny and cheesy to me. The only person who I've seen not do the pre-interview, I guess if you're a bigger celebrity, you really don't have to do the pre-interview, but Sha- I was with Shaquille O'Neal and yeah. Shaq doesn't pre-interview. He's like, Shaq's like one of those guys, like, just ask me whatever. He's like, don't even like tell me, like, I know how to make good TV. Just let's wing it. Like, I don't yeah. want to, it takes up too much time to do that stuff. But you know, the rest of the actors, when they go on these shows, when they go on Conan, it's all, it's, it's just, it's just so fake to me where to me, it's like fun yeah. and, Listen, I'm not the best interviewer, like, but I do it all the time. But it's like fun to like have a real conversation where it doesn't have to be so like scripted. Right. You know? well, that's, yeah, that's dude. Uh, authenticity is. I mean, we're comedians. It's like if we're not authentic on stage, bro, no, no one's gonna laugh. You know. Yeah, and it's cool though, dude. I mean, I've gotten to interview like literally the only person I think of often I've never interviewed is like Obama. I've never interviewed Obama. I interviewed Donald Trump. I interviewed. You know, uh, Jimmy Carter, Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton yeah. to, uh, I mean, even then you go down the list from LeBron James, Michael Jordan to, I mean, then, you know, now Elon Musk is the first time I got him last week. So it's just right. cool to be able to say, I met these people and talk to them. And, you know, and again, it's fun to be able to, you know, when Oprah comes to New York, she only does three interviews. She does Gail King. Mm-hmm. She maybe does uh, Stephen Colbert and she does Adam Glenn. How cool is wow. that? Man? It's insane. That's great. Company. It's awesome. Dude, yeah, okay, it's so, awesome. So, it's so cool. 
you you listen like listen but you're such a chill dude and you're such like a every like i gotta be honest a person that's that's talked to and does what you do the fact that like i feel so calm like at a comedy club you're the most approachable dude you know you're always nice hey buddy hey like you know my name like like you make it seem like it's so normal and easy if if, if i were to ask you like yo how do i get an interview with uh elon musk like what would your advice be like how do you do just it? go do it you just, just go do it. it yeah honestly that's the craziest thing is like go do it like you know like for me it's for me it's, if i ever wanted to do talk show and i reached out to oprah's people lebron james's people brad Pitt, adam sandler's people you name the person if i ever talked to the people the first person picking up the phone and say sorry we're not interested click but i realized if i get to them if i get in front of them and i get the camera going I go, yo what's up yeah. i just started talking to them yeah. You know, there's good chances they might talk to me. You know, there's chances they might not. But you know what? I've been doing it long enough where I got a good a batting average. And yeah. I go to people I know who I'm cool with or I've been dealing with for a long time. They know I'm not there to hurt them. So it's about relationships. So I don't, my relationship's not with, you know, the publicist for the most part. It's with the celebrity themselves. And then they give me a chance. And, you know, from my experiences, the bigger the person, the cooler they are. And like, just get in front of them. So for me, I have to find these people. How do I find them? I use my contacts. I use, I try to run into them. I try to put myself in the best scenario <laughs> for me to run into them. And I know homeless right. people. I know cab drivers. I know, you know, all these people that help me connect with these people and find them. And then I try to cross paths with these people. And once I cross paths, I have my camera rolling and I ask them a few questions yeah. and then they start answering. And then we just have a fun conversation. You know, last week I was with Keegan, Michael key. Yeah. You know, I randomly ran into him and he's doing SNL this week, you know, like he's hosting yeah. SNL. So we talked all about SNL and, you know, how he got the call and it's just fun. It's cool. It's exciting, you know, cause you don't know how they're going to react and yeah. they don't know how we're going to ask them. So it's just more fun and spontaneous. But then afterwards I always try to talk to the celebrity and let them know I'm cool. And like, Hey, listen, I always like to thank them because because they gave me a minute of their time, yeah, I'm able to pay for my health insurance. So it's uh, that's just how it is for me. Like I'm very appreciative because they give me their time. Right. But honestly, most of them are really cool people. The people around them aren't so cool, you know, because they're so they guard them so much. But for the most part, the celebrities, 90% of them are cool people. 5% aren't into it, which I respect. The other 5% are assholes. Yeah, I you know, it's funny. I was just talking to a, a comic yesterday who was a bouncer at some big, big club in the city. And he said the same thing, bro. It's just like, it's always like when you like, like, let's say like a guy like uh, uh, Jay-Z, right, comes in with his whole posse, you know, and it's like, if you try to talk, if you try to go to him, there's always that bodyguard type of dude, you know, yeah. that comes up in front of you. Who's like, yo, like, what do you want? Like, I want to talk to Jay-Z. Well, you, you, got, you, you just tell him uh, to talk to me. And I talk to Jay-Z, you know? And like, he's always an asshole. But like, when you act, the actual Jay-Z himself, the actual celebrity himself is actually cool. You know, if you go up yeah. to him, like, oh yeah, what's up, man? You know, and then, you, the, you know, and then, you know, the guy comes back and Jay's like, oh, you know, he's cool. He's cool. And then he's like, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, this is where you, you deal through all the fat just to get to the person. My, yeah. you know, I try to get rid of his, all those outside people because, again, those people make the decisions for them. You know, I know a lot of celebrities yeah. where, like, I sent them a note and it never, the note never got to them. Because the get people it. outside, they're you know, yeah. they're, they're, their team, they're the ones who respond to them. I'm like, dude, this wasn't for you. This was for your client. You yeah. didn't give them the message. So it just... It sucks, but I had to fight my way to get to these people. And then, uh, but I've been doing it long enough for that. That's why I say, if you want to ever interview those people, just go do it. Like you, you don't score unless you don't shoot. So I'm trying yeah. to try to shoot as much as possible, put my, myself in the best position to win or succeed. Yeah. I think it's so funny you say that you're just, you're almost saying you're like, just treat them like a normal person, you know? Like yeah. if someone comes up to me, asks me for comedy advice, I'm never like, oh, fuck this. I'm like, yeah, dude, I love talking about comedy. I'll sit down and talk with you. Yeah, my life. I'm bored, from, you know, from my experience, you know, from the few celebrities I've kind of gotten to friendlier with, you know, and I feel for them in some pain because every single day someone likes to is asking them for something. Hey, can I get hey, can I get an autograph? Can you give me can you put can I get a photo with you? Can yeah. you put me in your movie? Can you do a message for my mom? Can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do yeah. this? It's overwhelming because you can't please everyone. You can't give everyone in a perfect world. You would love to. Yeah, you can't. You go crazy. So what I try to do is give, you know, and obviously they're giving me a little bit of their time, but I try to give them back amazing exposure. And, you know, the celebrities that gave me their time, I'm able to give them amazing exposure to make them very likable, in my opinion. Right. You, you, I mean, you work with uh, TMZ. I did work for TMZ you for a long with- time, and now I'm on my own. So now it's, uh, it. you know, it's uh, for me, it's, it's fun that way. It's fun to be like the little guy. Like, it's fun to 
you know, not be attached to anything, but still get these huge interviews. Now TMZ is a client. Now they have to purchase stuff for me. Now yeah. Us Weekly, Daily Mail, Extra, the Today Show was on the Today Show last week. Why they have yeah. to, you know, they have to purchase my stuff. So it's it's cool yeah. to see my name on the NBC Today on the morning show, the Today Show. I really love it, dude. It's just like you just basically almost almost you know in a sense created your own uh, job company. Um, yeah, everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's 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 awesome. It's definitely awesome. It's really exciting. However, it's like, I just need, and my goal is to get yeah. these other people in the industry to catch on what's going on. You know, I believe in um, what I'm doing. I believe it's cheaper, better, easier, more fun content yeah. and more real. And nobody out there interviews more celebrities in a day than me. Yeah. However, I just, you know, my goal is to get these, these major studios, networks, everyone to realize what's going on. Where you know, this is the future. This is, you know, you know, I'm making when extra wants to do an interview, let's just say with Shaquille O'Neal, they have to send a camera guy, a host, a producer, an audio person. This it costs them so much money when it's me, it's just me holding a small camera doing this interview. And it's and that's just more interesting. Good. And that's it's way more interesting. interesting. Yeah. I'm able to bang it out a lot quicker and more fun. So you know, dude, it's yeah. um, it's the hustle, but I believe in what I'm doing. But it's also I'm having fun. I'm able to provide. I'm able to own my content. So it's yeah. uh, it's exciting in that sense, you know. Bro, it's so take a look at a uh, uh, TikTok or like, Instagram Reels, bro. It's all people with their phones, yeah, uh, shooting them uh, uh, just like a low like stuff that doesn't even cost any goddamn money. Just like you just need 35 minutes, you know. Yeah. They get exactly. millions of views and people are making thousands and thousands of dollars. And then you have these uh, productions like, like who the fuck has seen uh, I'm going to fucking fuck your mom's skull seven on Netflix. You know, it's like yeah. that costs like probably a hundred thousand dollars to make. No one's ever going to see it. It's, it's uh, it, like, it's, it's, it's everyone. When things are like, we're talking about like the interviews that are all done up and pre yeah. when it's all done up like that. I think even now, I think people really just want the more, just, just the real shit, you know, the real. Yeah, I'm just trying to make a fun show. It's almost like a different type of show where, you know, keep, you know, again, it doesn't necessarily have to be TV, you know, yeah. um, because TV, you know, usually a 30 minute episode, uh, a 30 minute sitcom was 22 minutes. You know, TV doesn't have to. I want to make a TV quality show that people can watch anywhere, where you just feel like you're getting like, you know, listen, I'm not trying to change lives. However, I do want to change the way you kind of view TV and see TV. Yeah. But also feel like you're having a fun day. Like it's just a fun experience. Like you're just you know, kind of seeing what this guy's life's about and like a fun day of exploring New York City on this kind of celebrity scavenger hunt. But then yeah, yeah, yeah. the crazy part is for me, it's like, it's not always like the celebrity is the most interesting person. It's sometimes the people on the street are even more interesting. You know, the crazy shit I see on, your, on the streets of New York City every day are just, it's insane, dude. Like, I, you know, it's just wild from fights and everything like that. It's like, to me, it's hysterical, you know? It's, uh, yeah. you know, and again, I'm just like riding my bike around the city with a book bag and a camera on and just wearing like gym shorts all day. But again, it's like, <laughs> you know, like it's, you know, at the end of the day, like I'm also, in my opinion, some days, like I realize like I'm doing everything I want. Like I'm, I'm able to pay my bills. I'm able to have very minimal stress. I'm able to have fun, do yeah. stand up at night, go to the gym during the day, make the day my own, interview celebrities like, you know, if I was working on a TV show, then I wouldn't be able to have the life I do now. So, I mean, I, but yeah, it'd be all control. They didn't control be, you. Yeah. And that's what happens. So for me, I got all the freedom. I don't have to be the bad guy and ask the questions. Sometimes when I worked at another company, yeah. they made me ask some questions I didn't feel really comfortable in, but yeah, now it's like, yeah. I'm able to kind of ask the questions and not be the bad guy, but also like help celebrities in a way. And I do that all the time. I got to say, man, like what, there is there are very few people that I know that are having as much fun as you are when you're when you're doing stand up comedy. <laughs> oh, dude, I fuck around. It's just Bro, I'm just having fun. You like like I guys I was telling you about my set uh, before I did a show at the strip earlier. And I'm thinking, like, I got to work on this joke. I got to work on this, blah, blah, blah. And then every time I see you, bro, you're going up there, like, 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 you don't give a fuck, man. Like, you're, you're, you give, I mean, I don't want to see you don't give a fuck. Like, you're, you're having a great time, is what I'm saying. You're up there enjoying every second. Like, you're smiling. You're like, you know, and your jokes are so. No, yeah, it's honestly, it's just, it's fun to me. Like, for me, it's like, my stand to me is supposed to be, you know, you obviously want to be funny, but I want to be fun. You know, again, I'm not yeah. smart enough to change lives. You know, I'm not smart enough where I could talk politics and learn some insight for me, you know, but me, it's like, I just want to have fun. Like the, the jokes are stupid, 
So at the end of the day, it's like, and that's what, you know, to be honest with you, the older I get, the more I just don't give a shit. I don't know about you, yeah. but like, I, are you feeling more just like, I don't care if you laugh at this or not. Like, it just feels good getting it out and seeing it's there, something there. Absolutely, man. Yeah. I'm no, I'm at the point now where it's like, if, if I, I, I mean, I do give a shit cause I want to do well, but I sure. want you to laugh at what the fuck I'm, I, I want you to laugh at. Yeah. It's and, tougher though. Cause like, I have, I'm sure you have some jokes where it, like, they're funny jokes, but like comedians like it, but it doesn't do well in the crowds and it gets a ooh or something like that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what, man? This is funny. So I'm like, fuck you. Like, I don't care. Like, I know it's funny. It's not, you know, like, I know you, you're going to say about it in the car ride home, you're going to laugh about it. But it's like, I'm just having fun, you know? Like, yeah. again, like, it's just like, we're doing what we wanted to do. Like, we, this is, you know, like, it's, we're, our time, I don't know. Have you ever done a show where there's someone in the crowd, like someone like industry in the crowd? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, I feel like that time I've been very, you know, majority of the time there's no industry in the crowd for me. So I don't care, you know? So, but it just makes me feel, that's what gives me confidence is just not caring and just feeling just free, total freedom. Bro, when someone's in the crowd, like it could be anywhere from an industry person to if you're not an audition, so it's a booker um, or your family where you feel like there's pressure to do well. Yeah. It fucks everything up. Are you, oh, it's I, the worst. Someone used to tell me that whenever you're on an audition at, at a, a, a comedy, you lose like two years of your stand-up career. Cause I believe it. Yeah, you start from just, yeah, you just get tight. You know, you're not yourself, you know, like you're just in your head. And that's why I say, like, like I, I remember this one comic was telling me, like, um, uh, she was doing a show and she, like, one of her, like, um, she's like, didn't, didn't do certain jokes because she was a teacher. So she was holding back. I'm like, bro, if you're gonna keep holding back, like you're never gonna like have fun up there. Yeah, you know, like that's not the that's not the way to do it. See, for me, it's like I have so many people coming up to me every day, and I don't like advertise my shows because I just don't care. Like, I don't care if yeah. you come. I don't care. If you, first of all, it doesn't help us at all. If anything, it hurts us. Like, I'd rather save you for when I need you. Absolutely. Like, really come. But yeah. people, are like, you don't promote your shows. I'm like, number one, I don't know if this. I want you to come to a good show. <laughs> we never know how the show's going to be until we're there. You know what I'm saying? Like, how, yeah, we've done more bad shows than good shows. All of us have done more bad shows than good shows. For sure, but yeah. seconds, like, I just don't care. It's not fun for me to perform for people I know. It's more fun for me, people who I don't know and I don't care. And it's just like to see it's, it's, it's harder for that. You know, the point of comedy is to walk into a room of full people and feel like, you know, have them feel like they know you. Yeah. And if I go into a performer in front of a room who people who know me, it's like, uh, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's awkward. It's not the same. It's so funny because you want everyone to get that way where they know you. But when the people yeah. already know you, you're like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, um, you know, that's really what's going on. That's the, to me, that's the, the part I enjoy most is like walking to a room full of people yeah. who don't know me. Then I walk out and feel like they know me. So, yeah, you know, I got to stop. Care- I got to stop caring. Um, I want to care. I want to care as much as you do when I go up there. No, you got it. It's honestly, you just, it, I think it just comes, I'm a little bit older. So it just comes with age, you know, yeah. like it's like one of those things where it's just like, I've had, you know, you, we, we've been trying to push on the door for so long for some doors to open. Yeah. And it's at, at, at some point, I think it just gets ridiculous. Or like, what am I yeah. doing? You know? So then it's just like, if it happens, it happens. But then you have to just realize where you're at. But like, you know what? I already crossed the finish line. I'm doing everything I wanted to do. Yeah. All I'm trying to do is run the longest victory lap. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You grew up in Jersey, though. I grew up in Jersey, bro. I grew up in Edison. We're, we're Edison, from- right? You got a 908. You got a 908 yeah, yeah. number. I was like, oh, all shit. Are you, were, did you go, was it all Indian with you? Oh, hell yeah, bro. Bro. All what? Indian. It's, so I grew up in Edison, bro. Yeah, all Indian, bro. Bro, I, I, I'll never – have you been to Edison? What, what part of Jersey? I have. I'm from Union, so I would, you know, just down the parkway a little bit. But I would yeah. go down to Mellow Park Mall. And, you know, actually, an yeah. Indian friend from Union brought me – this was years ago. He brought me to get my eyebrows eyebrows threaded in, wood, in, in Edison. Yeah, yeah. And it was fucking – you didn't feel like you're in Edison. You didn't feel like you're in New Jersey or America. You felt like you're in India. Hell, like, yeah. Like, it was – I mean, it was pretty intense. It was like, holy shit. Like, Bro, this place, okay. it was total India. Oak Tree Road, yeah. that, that whole street, bro. When I grew up, it was there was a there was a Blockbuster, followed by a Dairy Queen, a Shoprite, uh, a Chili's, and like just you know um, like a movie theater, bro. Now it's literally like it's all Indian versions of those same things. So there's like a video rental store 
or, or something that's like uh, that's Indian. And there's like an Indian ice cream place. And then there's a liquor store that's Indian. And then the shop, right. Is like uh, the shop. So the shop, right. an Indian liquor store. Now, isn't that crazy? A yeah. shop, right. Became a liquor store. And then the movie uh, theater only shows Indian movies. Now it's fucking bananas. It's like they're Holly. It's like, it's like they're um, whatever, like Bollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. Bollywood. Yeah. Bollywood's huge. I mean, it's, you if anybody goes there i mean it's it is just i've never seen anything like it it's it's little india but it's to the point where you actually fucking india from like like there's toyotas people yeah. running around barefoot like going to a well with their hands to get water and like yeah. man people riding around in elephants like man i'm no i'm kidding it's not that bad but yeah, i yeah. Uh, <laughs> you get the guy from indiana jones ripping hearts out of everyone's chest uh no, bro, but you go yeah, there no. and like all the billboards all the storefronts all in indian it's 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 crazy. yeah yeah how many kids did you graduate high school with? Oh, dude, I think uh, yours was. You went to JP Stevens. JP Stevens, yeah, pretty big. So that's a huge high school. Yeah, I think we had. Uh, I want to say two thousand, maybe or two thousand. You graduated with that was yeah, no five hundred. It was two thousand in school, five hundred uh, per class. Yeah, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a big school. I went to a big school too. We had, we had um, in Union, which isn't that far from me. We had. Five eighty around there graduate and like six sixty in the grade or something like that. Holy shit! You know, so what, yeah. What was, it, what was the name of the high school? Union High School, public school. Union, public school, nice. Yeah, oh, public school, Union High School. Did you enjoy it? I did. I mean, yeah. it was good. I I did, and I it was like, listen, I enjoyed it. You know, if there's things I could do going back. There's probably things I would do differently, but I mean, yeah. nothing crazy. It just like I was just so in my own head. Yeah. And just like, I, you know, and I think that's like the comic in me where I was just like, I just, my, I was never present. My feet, I never knew what was going on. I was just kind of just like on a cloud the entire time. Was I a good student? No. Was I a bad student? No. I was just like a student, but I was, you know, there's this, I was not good at the subjects. I had no interest in like math. I had no interest in it. Just didn't yeah. really, I was just bored. It didn't really under, it didn't mean anything to me. So I didn't do well in math, you know, but like I didn't actually didn't do great in any of the subjects, but it was like I wasn't a bad. I was just never interested in it, you know. And that's just yeah. how it is. Like when it came to, it sounds crazy. When it comes to pop culture, mm. for somehow I'm like a fucking wizard at it, which has nothing. You don't learn that shit in school. Yeah. But when it came to your actual education, I the stuff we learned, I mean, it just didn't resonate with me. So it was I, I didn't have a good education. Did I like the school? Yeah, but did I have yeah. a good education? I don't really. I think there is better. You know what's messed up though? It's like that's an actual skill that you have is knowing pop culture shit. You know, like you can like you can get a job in the music industry or whatever with that kind of knowledge. But if you talk about that in like high school, like yeah, I I, I don't know math, but I know we you know every single goddamn song that came out this year that hit the top ten charts. They're gonna be like, well, that's useless information. You're not gonna go anywhere with that. And yeah, like, it's complete I bullshit. I'm street smart. I'm not book smart. I can hold my conversations. I could, I'm a chameleon in a room. You know, I can adapt to conversations. So you could give me someone who's not talkative. You could give me someone who's talkative. You give me someone who's not talkative. I can adapt to the room. You, you know, you could bring me to a party and I could talk to people, you know, but when it comes to like studying and understanding or memorizing stuff like that stuff, I, I, yeah. I'm not, that's where my 80, I just, I doesn't connect with me. You know Is what I'm saying? So ADHD though. Cause like, Bro, I was the same way. Like, I got, I, I, I faked it all throughout fucking uh, high school. Like, I had to study my balls off just to get a B. You know? Yeah. I, I, I wasn't extreme. I just, I just didn't care about any of the stuff I was learning. But I knew I had to pass, and if I didn't get good grades, my mom would fucking freak out. But dude, once I yeah. got to college, I remember trying to go for like a business degree, and then when it, it's like I was doing economics, and there's like calculus involved, man, and like. Bro, like I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. I just, I literally just like was like, I can't, like I don't care about this. I cannot care about something I don't. I can't try something I don't care about. I just can't do it, dude. Yeah, I just, I'm with you, and it just, it just didn't resonate with me. And again, I wasn't a bad kid. I was, yeah. you know, I was a funny kid. I was a wise ass, but it wasn't like a bad kid. You know, it was never mean or, you know, and I wasn't, you know, was I the most popular? No, I was just, I was just me. You know what I'm saying? Like I had friends and people knew who I was. I was, I guess, I was well liked. You know, just because I was entertaining, I can always make people like, you yeah. know, I went to a very, uh, you know, was, well, JPC is a very mixed school, correct? It's very mixed. Yeah. It's about, yes. yeah. Half it's, I mean, I think the Indian population maybe would account for like 40, 30 to 40%. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I, same thing in union. We didn't have as big as Indian, but we had a, you know, big black, a large black population, uh, a lot of like uh, uh, Portuguese and Spanish. Yeah. Um, so we were all mixed, you know, but it was like, 
part of that was the great part about it because I was so, um, you know, that was, you know, education wise sucked, you know, I'll be honest, but it was so diverse that it prepared me for after high school into college and life Yeah, that I could talk to people of all different nationalities, all different races. So I felt comfortable. I never kind of, you know, talked to him. And I remember going to college a freshman year and someone saying, man, there's a lot of black people. I'm like, and I never saw it. I was like, I was so used to it. I was like, really? Like, I just, I don't, you know, this, to me, this is just comfortable. I didn't really even think about it. Actually, this is crazy in my high school. And this is true. We had a white cafeteria and a black cafeteria. Whoa. What? Yeah. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Wait, separated by, by color. We had, that's where the school, the great, it's been going on for Ever since the high school was around, I mean, you could look. I mean, if, maybe if you Google it, actually, I'm gonna try Googling it. Union, New Jersey, high school, black, white and black cafeteria. This is only in Union, New Jersey. Union, New Jersey. Bro, white. that is something out of like fucking yeah. the, the the 70s when the fucking yeah. civil rights movement happened. What the yeah. Fuck? Hold on. That's insane. That I can't be. I, I, dude, that can't be. That can't still be going on. Dude, I think they might have mixed, made people switch and kind of do it. It's hard to figure out, but if you ask anybody did it, so that's how the cafeterias were known. Because what happened was is you know, all, you know, all the white, we had two cafeterias to sit in. There was a, there was the, in the middle was the actual, where the, the ladies were making the food and yeah. on one side was a cafeteria and one the other side was the cafeteria. Yeah. So I guess what happens just via segregation, you know, white people went to one side and black people went to the other. And that's what everyone knew. Oh, the white cafeteria. Oh, the black cafeteria. And I mean, don't be wrong. There was a few black people in the white cafeteria. There was always oh, you, a few you, white people. It wasn't a rule. You could mix. No, them. no, no. You could sit oh. wherever you want. Bro, I thought, there, just, I thought there was like labels. No, no, like no, the no. fountains back in the day. I'm like, what the fuck? No, but people just kind of knew it. And that's just how it worked out. It's like right. the white people went to one. And, you know, and actually like, again, I could go into black cafeteria. There's no issues, but it's just how the kids kind of divided themselves. And not yeah. divide themselves, just how it worked out. I don't think it would be like that anymore just because there's not as you know, the school is just so diverse now, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember my freshman year, like my brother gave me advice. He said, dude, you got to find a lunch table right away. That's the most important thing. Yeah. So me and two of my buddies freshman year, we ran and got a lunch table. We sit down like, man, we got the best lunch table in the fucking place. Yeah. Next thing you know, all the black people show up. I'm like, <laughs> oh, fuck, we picked the wrong cafeteria. And yeah. then we ran over to the white cafeteria and there's no left. seats left. Ah. So we were stuck the whole year in the black cafeteria. Yeah. But it wasn't bad. Like, we were just like, we we're like, oh, this is it, you know? But, I yeah. mean, it was not like people didn't treat us any different. Like, it was just fine. But that's just how it worked out. Even the teachers were like, oh, you're in the black cafeteria or you're in the white cafeteria just because wow. we all knew. So, oh, man. it was Times pretty were wild. Different. Times were different, dude. Did you ever get suspended from school? Oh, yeah, absolutely, bro. Really? I, I, I never – so I got um, suspended a few times, but I got a lot of in-school suspensions where I Ugh. they would make you sit in, like, the smallest room. And you just like had like a little cuppy and uh, you just like, they just, you just, your classes would like, they would tell the teacher, yeah, he's got in school suspension, whatever Tuesday. And they would prepare you their lesson plans and whatever the hell they would do in class. And then you would just get sent everything. And basically yeah. you, it was up to you to finish everything. That's and, the uh, stupidest those, thing. It's, it's brutal. I would That's rather have suspended, bro. Being suspended yeah. is so much better. You get to go home, you get the, you know, shit in your own toilet and everything. Yeah, that's terrible. I mean, you like, brutal. It's anything, you're losing your education. Like, what? I should be learning from the teacher then, you know, like an in school thing. It's like, you might as well just have me in class. What did you do that got you in school? Um, it's a, it's, it's, so it was an a, a array of things. So, like, it could have been anything from, I got it for like being late too many times. Like, if you're late, like whatever, three times, you get one detention, then six times, like two, and then it gets, it just gets incrementally worse, you know? Sure. I got it for that. I got it for, I think I was shooting spitballs once and uh, they just give it to, gave it to me for that. Uh, cell phone, multiple cell phone. Uh, I think, I think if you got caught with your phone the first time, um, it was an in-school suspension. Wow. I got, um, yeah, dude, I think one time too, um, a bunch of my friends were smoking weed, not even in school, but they were smoking. Um, this is how crazy my high school. JP was a pretty like militant school. We, I had a, a bunch of my friends would go to my uh, other friend's house to smoke weed, and the school somehow like found out that we were all going there to smoke weed, and they just called us in and suspended us. Really? Yeah. But for, they had no, they had no proof, right? They had. Well, I think someone obviously like admitted to it, but it's like crazy. It's like, dude, we're not even on school. Uh, property like we're on yeah. we're in someone else's backyard and they still suspended us wow but yeah just shit just shit like that man you get into fights usually if you got into a fight you would actually get suspended but 
Um, anything like really just kind of like below fighting, um, cheating, I guess also would get you an in-school suspension. But uh, I mean, honestly, it's a good punishment because uh, it, it really sucked, man. You're yeah. Just in, you're just sitting in there and you can't like there's a there's other uh, it, the, the, the other kids that have it, too. But you can't talk the whole time. So you're basically sitting in silence, staring at a sure. wall for like eight hours. It's brutal. Oh, that sucks. Saturday, we, we had Saturday detentions. You had Saturday detentions? Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that was the worst, right? That was yeah. like, dude, wake up early on a Saturday and you got to sit there for four hours. Like, like Four hours, yeah. Dude, that's brutal. <laughs> like, that's insane. It's like, insane. But Saturday was actually kind of better because there was so many more. It was, it was in the cafeteria from yeah. my high school. So it was spread out. And like, you know, everyone that got Saturday detention we're all goofballs. So you go in there, you would, you know, we, whatever, I used to smoke cigarettes. I would smoke like cigarettes in the parking lot, go in. And then we kind of, there would be one goofy teacher watching all like 40 of us in his cafeteria. So we'd fuck around, you know, we would throw notes at each other and just kind of like yeah. off, you know? Yeah. Did you hook up with any of your teachers? I did. What? No, dude. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I, don't, I forgot the guy's name. But uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> the woodshop teacher. Yeah, yeah. No, there was two girls that I, uh, two girls in my grade that hooked up with a teacher too. Um, Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. Two I girls. Think that's way more. That 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 doesn't happen now because obviously we see these teachers getting popped. But like, I think yeah, that yeah. was kind of normal back in the day. Dude, I I mean, it was very for me. It was like that's all I knew. It was like fuck. But two two girls hooked up with a teacher and it was kind of wild and the one guy was like a like likable guy and everyone liked him and yeah. he just bailed mid-year and i think he just got out of there before he got caught like he's like all right i'm switching schools oh the teacher um, did. He, he bailed yeah yeah yeah. he bailed yeah. before he didn't get caught um but <laughs> everyone knew mean? he did did you know any of these girls or guys that hooked up with their teachers i knew the girl i mean i'm not friends with her anymore i mean yeah. i think it might be like social media friends but i uh i think just word got out that they kind of hooked up she must have told some people and it got really weird and yeah, yeah i mean it was pretty much i'm pretty confident it was confirmed how does that even go down they just like hey Dude, can you I help me no after idea. school or are you like this is someone did they write a, a note on your exam when who they knows answer? this girl to be honest with you, she was a cute ish girl and the guy wasn't a good looking guy but he was a likable guy i think everyone liked him as a teacher yeah but it was one of those things where you know you're you know, I, I don't even know how old he was, but she's 17, almost 18. And, Fuck, dude. Yeah, you know, and right. she's, you know, she's, <laughs> she, you know, girls giving you attention. You haven't got attention a long time, you know, yeah, pretty gnarly, pretty crazy stuff. Bro, you 17, know? 18. Once you hear that number though, man, like that's, that's like, that's it's like, bizarre, dude. Yeah. It's bizarre. But you know, I later on after, I mean, this was you know, years ago, I became like a substitute teacher. Really? And I, I, but I was a substitute teacher in Milburn, New Jersey, which is one of the best school districts in New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. And I was in the high school there. And then I, in the schools there, then I realized like, man, these kids have a good, like, I didn't have this kind of education. Like we're like, we didn't have, it's not an issue. Everyone in my school kind of became what their fathers did or their, their mothers did, you know, it was very right. uh, blue collarish. Like people didn't really go to college mm -hmm. as much where they went into a, a job. So like there was no like education comp, comp there was no competitiveness when it came to education. Yeah. You know, it was just like, you know, don't worry, people are still doing well and they're happy, and that's the most important part. But it was just like, you know, you go to like some other town like Melbourne, it was like, man, like kids were fighting to get into these schools. Obviously, they're more affluent and there's, you know, the income's a little yeah. bit different, the parents different things, but you know, it's because there's so much more you feel like there's there's so much more pressure on the on the kids in those kind of towns. Oh yeah. They're just like, they're just trying to get straight A's, take these AP courses. They're beefing up their resume with all these uh, activities, you know? Yeah. And they're, they're yeah, they're going, they're, these kids are going crazy, man. Oh, man. That's, uh, but that's I insane, almost admire man. it. I was not like that in high school. I was just kind of like, I, I just want to hang out with my friends and like be cool. That was, that was my whole goal in high school. Yeah. I think I just got it. You know what? Like my freshman year, you know what I did my freshman year? Like I was just trying to figure out what was going on. I was like walking to school again. I wasn't hurt. I was just, my feet weren't on the ground. You know, you Sophomore said you were very year, in your own head, right? Oh yeah. 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 Like, yeah, like it's just because what, like, what were you, like, that means what I, I, but what I mean when I was in, I was the voice in your head was so yeah. loud that I was just couldn't even realize what was going on. I could never be present. You know, what? I never knew. I never knew what was going on because the voice in my head was just sort of crazy. What would, what would you know? it say? Just, just in general, just regarding, um, you know, uh, it was just never still. It was always thinking about random things. Yeah, yeah. You know, from like, uh, what am I going to do next? What am I going to Like, it was just never present, you yeah. know? So I couldn't realize what was going on. Um, a lot of anxiety? Was, 
yeah, but it was like self, yes. I didn't realize it was until after, until yeah, years yeah. later, like, oh, that's what it was. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but then like freshman, I started working out. So I, be, you know, I worked out, you know, what's cool, dude. I started working out at a gym, my freshman year of high school, as you could tell. And uh, yeah, no, nice I started arm, working. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. That's a nice arm, right? That was good. That. Yeah, that's a good arm. Damn. You left dude. to your righty. They both look the same. Right. I know. I know. Um, but oh. I started working out, but my freshman year, I started going to a gym and the gym was walking distance from my house. So I'd go to the gym every day from like four to like six, mm-hmm. but I was working out with like grown men, <laughs> like guys who were like, so it was like fun to like go to this like men's club and hang out with like, like, like guy guys, like, yeah, yeah. Real, like real dudes. Yeah. So I started working out and I enjoyed that to like hang out with this men's club, like hanging out with like, I was the kid hanging out with like, like grown ass men. So that was like a lot of fun. And then my sophomore year, we stopped going out cause we couldn't really go out. We had nothing to do. So every weekend me and my friends would go egging, like just yes. egg houses. I we love just loved, that. Dude, we just loved egging houses. We loved yeah. to dress in black and just go egging. Yeah. Like that was our thing. And then we did the ho-hos too. We, we would, my friends and I would get ho-hos. In those. What's that? They're like those little, uh, they're like Twinkies, the cake? but they're yeah, 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 the little chocolate. cake things. Yeah, yeah. What would you do? You throw oh, them dude, we would just, you know, we just shove them into people's cars and they would all, it was, it's like this and they would just all like get into like one little gigantic, like little <laughs> turd looking thing. And you would just shove them in people's cars. Or you would just throw them in the people's cars, bro. It was just like egging, yeah. That's funny. We just yeah. loved egging. We thought it was the funniest thing. We'd egg at people's houses. <laughs> it really we, is, though. We just, we just, honestly, we, our thing was we used to love to have the cops chase us. You know, and it, yeah. and that sounds crazy. We just love running from the cops, and we had so many encounters of getting close, and we just run running through yards. Yeah. Like all we wore on the weekends, all we did is wear like black sweatpants and black sweatshirts, and just run from cops and just go egging. <laughs> like that was for some reason that was fun. And then what well, happened? It's, so, was, it's a lot of fun. That's that's before cell phones, bro. That's what you did for fun. Well, we, again, this was pre cell phones, so we didn't yeah. have cell phones. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, my junior year, like we started partying a little bit more, and then we started smoking a lot more weed. And, um, you know, so I was smoking a lot more weed and we used to go to, oh, this is bad, dude. We used to go, we used to go, um, we used to go down to Irvington, New Jersey okay. and buy like the dirtiest weed for like $5. But like, we go to these really shit places and buy tons of weed and then be yeah. able to like, we buy tons of it and then sell it back to the kids in our area. Yeah. You know, so it was like dirt. It was like weed with seeds in it that was sprayed. Yeah, swag. Like bugs, we call it right? swag. Swag. Yeah, total swag. And uh, yeah. it was just gross weed. But we used to go down to the hood and buy weed. And I remember, like one time, I went to go buy weed, and it's like the first time I saw coke. And like I was like, "Yeah, can I get weed?" And I was like, "And the guy threw coke at my house. Like, yo, no, I don't want coke. No, yeah. no, I want weed." And I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" But we used to go there. And then what we used to do is my friend used to steal his parents' car. And at like two in the morning, we would jump in his car. We, we didn't have our licenses. Yeah. So we would drive around with a stolen, our friend's stolen car, jump in his car and drive around fucked up to like five in the morning and go to like strip clubs in Newark and Irvington, New Jersey. And we used to just go to like these really dirtbag strip clubs and like try to get in and, yeah. you know, just go around, just race his car, drive around all trashed at night. Yeah. Like before we had our license. <laughs> Crazy dude. And then senior yeah. year, more got more into, you know, again, start. You know, still just smoking weed a lot. And then just, you know, I worked out. I played like recreational sports. I played sports in high school too. I played tennis uh, from French. I played baseball up to my freshman year, but then the coach just didn't like me and didn't play me. I was like, fuck that. Started yeah. playing tennis because I was good at tennis. And I, was only, and I was the only Jew in my high school. Yeah. So like, of course, I'm the one who knows tennis. You know, Jews love tennis. Yeah. And, um, and then I played basketball my freshman and sophomore year. But then it just became not fun because like literally I'm, going i became like playing in like Plainfield and irvington and like newark and like i was like the only white I was like it just sucked people were yelling at me from the games yeah. it was just like this is not fun so i just played rec and i played soccer and i loved soccer and i was good at soccer until my senior year like the coach just didn't like me and because i never played on the travel team it was very political he yeah. just didn't play me i was like dude i led the team in goals so it's just like you know, school, that's why school sucked to me. There was so much like politics involved. And it was like, yo, really? Like, cause I didn't play travel soccer. Even when I'm one of the best guys on the team, you're not going to play me. Like it was just, you know, and unfortunately it was bad teachers, you know, that really kind of ruined it for me. Yeah. yeah. You know, I had some good teachers, but I had a lot of bad teachers too. Yeah. I saw, you I know? find it, bro. I find it so hilarious. You were uh, going around just dicking around with your friends. That's so great. Uh, bro. I mean, we were st- taking cars, you know, stealing our parents' cars and driving them around all night trying to take it to strip clubs in Irvington, New Jersey and like getting denied and buying cheap alcohol and racing yeah. cars and just hot boxing the car. And yeah, I mean, we well, used to drive I, the hood. I'll, I'll, dude, yeah. I'll never forget, man. This is so terrible too, but it's like, 
Um, you know, uh, Route One, right? Like right by sure. Mollus, bro. I remember one time these fucking. Uh, I was in a car and like um, there was, you know, uh, there's. I didn't know these kids from South Edison, like North and South Edison, kind of has like the small little robbery. Yeah. But at the same time, like sometimes we see each other. We would see each other at a party. And we would kind of be peaceful, but then half the time people would start fighting. You know, it just depended sure. on who was there. Usually, guys who were playing sports were cool, and then just people who were just like, kind of like like druggies or whatever would get into fights. So I remember one time we were leaving like Menlo Park Mall, you know, drunk, high, and uh, these other kids were leaving. And dude, we just fucking book it down Route One. I'm telling you, like we're we're racing down Route One, and just drunk, smoking weed in the car, and just like, like. How was that a good idea? You know, no. we, <laughs> you the, know honestly, bro, if you it's, got, it's so crazy. Like, I can't even imagine like even thinking about doing that now. If you got caught, you'd probably be getting your license bro, now. I would be in jail right yeah. now, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be getting my license right you'd now. You'd be in like, jail, or you'd be getting your license now. That's the craziest part. If you did that shit, like that, everyone did that. Like everyone every, did it. Do you think kids are doing this now, dude? I don't know, man. Like, I, no they one gotta does, be. No one does egging. Like, dude, I used to like literally like it was not uncommon for me when I was a kid to go out in my neighborhood and see just eggs on my cars, like houses TP'd, um, the ho-hos like everywhere, not just uh, mischief night, like all the fucking time. And yeah, like, no, I never see that anymore. We used to love it. I don't know if kids are just lazy and don't feel like running after, but like that was the fun for me. It was just like running. It was just like almost getting yeah, running, caught and running. <laughs> you know, like that was the thrill of it. There's like that like intense run just doing that. We had so many intense runs from like one time we – you know, literally someone, we fit, ran into someone who had a car and we jumped in right at the right moment where we just didn't get caught. Like it was yeah, just, yeah, it was yeah. wild. I mean, I got arrested three times. Okay. Really? Um, I mean, listen, one real time, but I got arrested twice when I was under 18 and one over 18. Yeah. First time was for like fighting in a, uh, first time was for being out too late. We were kind of drunk in public, yeah. but we were 17 and we didn't, they didn't know we were drunk, but they were like, Hey, you're out too late. You're so the cops brought us in. They handcuffed us. They brought us in and made our parents pick us up. It was stupid. Yeah. The second time was for fighting in public. And the thing is, we weren't even fighting. Actually, I was like breaking up the fight. One of my friends was fighting. I was like breaking it up. Yeah. And my friend who was fighting didn't even get arrested. He ran. I didn't. I was like, I didn't do anything wrong. But then the cop was like, yeah, well, we're, we're putting you in handcuffs and bringing you in. I'm like, really? Yeah. yeah. And then the third time was That's after I was. Yeah. Then the third time was my right after I graduated high school and was selling for like a half a pound of weed in a school zone and i mean i was the middleman and i got uh pre-trial intervention that pti yeah. so like i just served like community service which was community service which was terrible yeah and do like probate you know i was on probation pretty much for, like a year which was stupid and but it was like whatever i knew i wasn't a bad kid. i remember they, they had to go to rehab and yeah. i remember like the first day i went to rehab i went to the guys like hey man you know like i just got busted a little bit of weed i don't have an issue or anything guys like yeah sure yeah i hear that all the time you're coming back to it and then like yeah. Yeah. I was like, it was in rehab was the biggest waste of time. It was like, all I had to do is watch like a movie every week. I was like, yeah, this is so stupid, but it cost me a lot of money, which sucked. I was and just, uh, sucks that it was legal, but yeah, my, my, uh, I was, I had a, I got a, I have a kind of similar, what did you do for your uh, community service? I had to go to a food bank in Hillside, New Jersey and kind of clean it up. And it was disgusting. The people that worked there <laughs> were people who just got out of jail. Yeah. And I remember like how disgusting it was. And like, these guys would make me do all the work. Cause like, they were just like some guys who literally just got out of jail and make me do all the work. Bro, you're free and then labor, every, dude. Dude. Free and then labor, on yeah. Fridays they would get the, like, these mats and they would chase around the rats of the place and try to make you kill rats and slam rats. Oh my it God. was nasty. That was like, it took me like seven months to commit, do like my hours of community service. Cause I hated it so much. It was, yeah, yeah. Like, I was, I'd rather just pick up shit on the highway. Cause I'd be outside, but this was like terrible. Yeah. Bro, you this know? is pretty crazy, man. You like you you sounded like you I, I, is this more of like a like I don't know how old you are. How old are you? I'm just turned 37, bud. Bro, like you have like you, the 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 type of fucking time you had in high school sounds epic, man. I you know what? I mean, I just <laughs> I, again, that's awesome. why I said I didn't realize what I was doing, you know? Like I said my I was in my own head. I didn't even realize what I was going on. Like it was yeah. just like you know, like, it was just like, I was like, fuck, what are you, what are you nuts? But it's like, I wasn't even nuts. I was just like, I didn't realize what was going on. I didn't realize, you know, like how this could really, how important it was to get into a college, you know, yeah. that could really help you out with your future, you know? Well, I didn't even know I had a, a, a this is it's so embarrassing. I didn't, I got into college, but I just applied to Rutgers because that's it. I just applied to Rutgers because like I had to go to college. And you got into a good school. 
I can't believe I, I got to be honest. I can't believe you, like, you went to Rutgers, New Brunswick. Yeah. New Brunswick. Yeah. I mean, that's great. I mean, I party in Rutgers, New Brunswick, but I couldn't get into Rutgers, <laughs> New Brunswick. I went to Kane university, but I got to like, I got to William Patterson and Kane and yeah. William Patterson didn't accept me until like a week before the school started. They're like, what? okay, now you can come. Cause I guess people didn't, they weren't getting their checks. So like eventually they let me in. I think but I went people, to Kane. That's and, like a backup school for a lot of people. And then once they get into Rutgers or whatever the fuck they, uh, they go, hey, sorry, Willie P. You know, we're, uh, we're, you know. Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, especially being in the city, you hear all these people going to good colleges. I'm like embarrassed to tell people the school I went to because it's like borderline county college and shit. Well, so. Especially when you start, yeah, you're in the city and when you start getting the show business and like you start doing well, you start meeting people from like these ultra privileged backgrounds. Like, listen, I grew up uh, privileged for sure. I grew up like a, you know, middle class family. Like, I sure. haven't had to worry about food ever. But it's like, bro, you hear like, like, you know, oh, yes, we went to this Ivy League school. We grew up in like this gigantic house, you know, like we go on yacht parties. You're just like, what the fuck, dude? And like, you're just scared yeah. to eat around these people, bro. Like, because because you're, you're, you feel like an animal, dude. You... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm very, it's weird. Nothing makes me more uncomfortable than being around money, you know, and that's yeah, the, cre- yeah. and listen, I'm. I'm a, I, I came from middle class like you. I'm privileged too. And I mean privileged just because I have two parents, which I mean, I think is privileged. Yeah. Um, but as far as middle class, but like, you know, being around money makes me the most uncomfortable thing. Like, I don't know how to act. It's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. It's weird, you know? But yeah. that's the only part, like, I don't know where, like, it makes me uncomfortable. We, celebrities are fine. I could be my cool around celebrities. Yeah. But once we start, do, like, when you're like, like real money, it's a whole different thing. And there's old money when you're around old money and like shit like that. It's like weird, man. It's like the way these people live, you know, like money's never a factor. I mean, I'm, you yeah. know, it's, it's insane. Did, uh, did you get into fights in school? Um, no, not. I got into like a couple, I got into like, not in school, but like, it was one of those where like, we had to go off school. Like we agreed to like after school meet up, And then we went to like an offsite location and we got gotcha. into a yeah it was so it was so dumb bro like i was dating this girl and this guy was jealous i was dating this girl so i was with her in the hallway and then like you know i said goodbye I, you know, I walked her to her class that's, that's what you do that's a relationship in high school you just yeah. you walk the girl to class and then you're late for your own fucking class um but this dude who wanted to date the girl like everyone knew he had a crush on her and then i just started dating her and he just literally came up to me and just fucking whoop, right in the face just oh my gosh. Bitch slapped me. Yeah. And I knew what it was about. And for some reason, bro, like I'm still kind of like this. Like, I don't, it's not really that I'm a pushover, but I'm like, okay, he slapped me and ran away. And I'm just like, like, what the fuck? It didn't hurt that much. I'm just like, okay, so he's pissed I'm with that girl. Okay, whatever. I still got the girl. But my friend who I was with was like, bro, no, you, you got to fight that guy. That guy just slapped, slapped you in the face. And like, you're just going to take that. I'm like, dude, I really don't give a shit. Like, I, like, I, I know why he did it. He's just pissed. I'm dating that girl. He goes, nah, dude, you, you got to fight. Un- unacceptable. And he just literally set up this whole fucking thing. Like, like my, 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 my manager just set me yeah. up with a gig. He just goes up to his, fu- his people. Yeah. Yeah. So James wants to fight. He got slapped in the face and he's like, all right, we'll fight. So we, I, I didn't do any of the planning. I meet up with the guy after school. We walk to some fucking, uh, like, some forest, you know, and uh, we just got started swinging each other. And I remember, like, I got into it, bro. Like, you know, he, he started hitting me, and then I got, like, fucking, I just had this fit of rage, and I hit him, and I turned him around and, like, bashed him in the head, and he kind of, like, really? helped. Oh, dude, were yeah. Were a lot of going... people watching? Oh, dude, yeah, of course. It was a huge thing, man. Like, there was, like, it was, we were all walking, and it was, like, <laughs> imagine, like, when you're, like, you're, you're like a boxer is coming out into the ring and he's got his whole posse yeah. with him, his trainer. It's just that. It's like you got your crew, got the other person got their crew, and then you just have the whole crowd like walking kind of with you <laughs> to where the, awesome. the fight's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, yeah. We, we fought. And uh, so it's so funny. The kid, like, to this, like, to this day, he hits me up sometimes because I do comedy now. And like, he's like, Yeah. Oh, so you're doing your thing. I'm like, You're a fucking asshole. <laughs> you're just a fucking. I never, yeah, I never really had any of that. Like, I just, I almost had to be for the town next door to me, but I never, I didn't feel right hurting someone. Like, I'd rather hurt you where it really hurt. Not in your face, but like, fucking slash your tires or something like that. Like, I want to hurt, I want to piss you off. Like, that to me, that made me feel better to like do something really fucked up to you. Like, I'm going to get you where it really hurts. Right, right, So, I never really had an issue like that. I mean, I saw a bunch of crazy fights. 
but like again i hung out with like dirtbags so i remember like i started that's dating jersey this girl for from, you bro that's yeah jersey yeah. For you. yeah but i remember dating this girl who was uh i met on it somewhere and she was a cute girl but she lived she actually lived in milburn nice town so she invited us over to a party my friend's like yo we're going to a party in milburn we're gonna rob this party oh, and we wow. i brought them to a party and they just start robbing the house, like video games, start taking the video games there, taking whatever they could. Like, oh, this is, sh-. I'm like, dude, it's Donkey Kong, dude. Don't, like, leave it. Like, come yeah. on, really? Hey, Don- so this Donkey Kong was a big deal back in the day, bro. I It was, but like, this is the kind of guys I had to deal with, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's like, I had, Bro, I had scumbag friends like that too, man. I've had that, I think I've had that before where we go to some random house party and the guy, whoever it is, doesn't know us, but he's just nice enough to let us in. He's like, oh, it's James and the and then, you know, you, you're hanging out there and your friend goes, yo, let's fucking, let's take some shit, man. And I'm, I, I was never into that. I was just like, dude, what the fuck, man? Can we just play beer pong? Like, why do you have to, and then start opening drawers and shit, like just, just, just scoundering. I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous, dude. Actually, it's funny. The first time I ever drove a car, I was wasted and I was 16 years old or maybe 15. <laughs> and my brother, my brother went to, my brother went to Rutgers And I went to go visit my college and I met some girls there and they were like, Hey, you know, it was like girlfriends he knew. And they're like, Hey, we're going to go back home, but we don't feel like driving. Do you mind driving our car home? I'm like, I'm drunk and I'm 16 or 15. They're like, it's fine. So I drove their car home wasted at like 15, 16 years old, which is kind of nuts. But I mean, I did that. I mean, I drove drunk so many times. I mean, I know it's terrible, but it's, uh, I mean, that's, we did it all the time. It's what we did. It's not even, it's not defensible whatsoever, but in our defense, bro, there was no Uber, taxi, and, like, bro, everyone was doing it. Like, everyone. That's how he got home. Yeah. There was no, like, like it's so crazy now that I think about it. Like, if a cop would have bust up a party, everyone go home, get in your cars, and go home. It's just like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Everyone here is hammered. Yeah. And yeah. It's just what we did. Yeah. I mean, there's really, this is what we did. Um, I was also the, you know, again, I went to a school, there was no Jewish kids. I was the only Jewish kid, Yeah. but everyone went to CYO and um, the Catholic youth organization. Oh, and shit. I became a member of it because all, everyone went there. So I was like, I'll go there every Tuesday. So I went just for, like to go on the ski trip and the parties and stuff. Did your parents but, like no one really, no, no, not yeah. at all. Um, no, they were cool with it, but it was crazy that like no one actually cared about cyo they would just say oh it's a night out where we could just tell our parents we're going to it but they would just get high and drink before going to the meetings yeah yeah you know so it was all bro i feel like you really, really you really had like a classic jersey uh <laughs> oh 100% <laughs> i love it dude <laughs> 100% bud that's i mean this is it's it's pretty wild when you look back but, but it's uh i mean yeah it's it's all i know you know it's all yeah. i know same, dude. I, I, I grew up like what, like 20 minutes from you, bro. It, it's the same yeah, yeah. thing. And I feel like, like I said, like we, we talked about like going to New York or just meeting people who are, um, took high school more seriously or, or whatever. Like they're not from Jersey. I think it might be a Jersey thing, dude. Like this kind of like behavior, you know? Yeah. Egging I mean, that's is driving drunk, just ratchet. And that's really what it came down to. But then it was yeah. like, again, I went to, no one really went away to college. As soon as I graduated, it was still like school. It was still high school. You know, everyone yeah, was around. Yeah. So, I, and I went to college in my same town. So I was like the guy still like, hey, I'll go to a high school party. I didn't care, right. you know? So, you know, now, and yeah. When did, uh, when did you like uh, start thinking about like, all right, I want to like interview celebrities or get in the show business? So I started right when I graduated high school, I was like embarrassed. I couldn't get into a real college. So I was like, fuck, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to a college locally, but I'm going to do stand up at night. And then, you know, three months into college, I, uh, not even two months in college, I started to like do research at the comedy clubs and I started to work at the comedy clubs and started to do open mics. Mm -hmm. And then that's how comedy kind of all my right after college, I started to do stand up. And then after doing stand up for, you know, after graduating college in four years, I did graduate college in four years, I couldn't get a real job and went back to school two years later after graduating college. Yeah. Couldn't get an interview. So I went back to school, became, I got my teaching certification. I was like, fuck, I'm just going to become a teacher. Yeah. And then I got my teaching degree and I couldn't get a teaching job. So I'm like, fuck, here I am like in debt, nothing to, you know, no money. Yeah. What am I doing? And then 2009, I did a show and someone in the crowd said, you seem funny, not threatening, you know, pop culture. 
would you be interested in a job at TMZ? And I said, listen, man, I'll do anything. I'll, I just need something. And I just, they literally like, okay, four months, four months later, they called me on a Friday night and said, Hey, you still interested in a job? I said, yeah. They said, all right, you start tomorrow. And they gave me a two week contract. Yeah. And after two weeks, I just, I didn't get arrested, but I had like one decent interview and they're like, all right, well, you, you know, you seem like you're, you know, we don't have to worry about you, you know, you'll get better at it. We'll, uh, we'll give you a three-year contract and that's wow. what happened. So I just started working for them and, you know, I worked there for, you know, a decent amount of time. And during the time there, I had some incredible experiences from meeting every single celebrity I wanted to, to becoming close friends to Shaquille O'Neal, to yeah. Beyonce putting me in a music video, to, um, you know, singing with Michael Buble and Wyclef Jean and Aretha Franklin, to hosting my own game show. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I did it all, you know, so it was, uh, it was definitely interesting. Every, everything really turned around, bro. Now, I found it kind of interesting when you said, like, when you didn't get into any of the colleges, you felt embarrassed. Like, how did, like, how did that feel? Like, I can kind of imagine, like, so I, like I said, I just went to Rutgers. I just played it safe, got in. I got in pretty late, too, so I do remember people getting an early decision, and I'm like, fuck, I haven't heard anything back. Jesus Christ. Um, and then my thing came in, and I was like, or right, whatever, but, like, yeah, like, how, how much did that suck where it's, like, everyone's getting in, everyone's kind of, like, getting this future, and then you realize, like, oh, shit, I'm, like, I'm stuck here in a union. Yeah, it was, you know what, I didn't realize it until, like, I kind of left, and then it was, like, oh, this is sort of embarrassing. Yeah. You know, um, that you're not really, you're still stuck there, you know, and I was, like, uh, you know, it is what it is. I was, like, part of me was, like, you know, I'll do it for a year, then transfer out. Yeah. But it would, part of me then was just, like, man, this is just, like, I was just sort of, you know, I was like, I went to, so during the summers at, when I was at the high school, when I was in high school, I worked at a summer camp and it was a, you know, kind of well-off summer camp, you know, kids from Livingston and Short Hills, which are very affluent Those are towns very in nice. Jersey. Yeah. So like these kids all did really, went to good schools, Syracuse, Maryland, uh, yeah. you know, Miami, Florida State. I'm like, fuck, I'm just like, I was embarrassed to say that I didn't do anything, but also I wasn't that yeah. intelligent enough to really do it. I mean, actually, I think college i could have maybe got away with it because you got to get to study in the the, the field that you enjoy mm-hmm. and i was good at college i was better at college because i just knew i studied my first year was communications and tv and i knew you know when you're talking about journalism i just knew that world it just stuck with me a little bit better yeah um but unfortunately like you know i was embarrassed i couldn't do you know i was embarrassed so my excuse was hey i didn't i didn't get to a good school why because i'm going to do stand-up so this was part of my plan yeah. <laughs> um, but then I started to do stand up and I got hooked, but I was also very just that's when like I just got driven. I was like, fuck, I gotta make this work. Yeah. And um, and that's what I've been doing, you know, like I'm just trying to figure it out, you know. So it's been fun. I enjoy it. I got to, you know, get to travel a little bit and you know, do jokes at night. So it's yeah. uh but it's been, you know, I in college I interned, I was a writer's assistant, interned at the Howard Stern show. You know, oh, I wrote a ton great. of stuff for the Howard Stern show, and it was, but I got bummed because my senior year of college, I dedicated it all to the Howard Stern show. I'm going to say, I'm going to bust my ass. I'm the biggest Howard Stern fan. Yeah. And I busted my ass. And after a year, I didn't get the job. And that's where, like, depression uh, sounds like, fuck, dude, I'm about yeah. to graduate college. And I have nothing. And I went, and that's when it got really bad because I, I went years without a job. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? Like, I'm in debt. I don't know what I'm going to do. And fortunately, you know, after years, shit just kind of fell on my hands and just kind of stayed yeah. at it and just kept figuring out a way and that's how i finally got a job at tmz and you know again you're still you're always gonna have to figure out a way i'm still always trying to figure out what's next you know sometimes i'm jealous of my buddies you know i'm very fortunate that i i, I love what i do you know and sometimes i see my buddies who are you know carpenters electricians and plumbers you know and you know you know i'm like damn i can never do that but then part of me is like fuck at least they know what they're gonna do the next 40 years of their life they never have to worry yeah. about a job they know they're set however you know, part of me is like, that's what excites me. And that I don't know what I'm going to do next. You know, I feel like comics, we're used, we, we almost become addicted to the struggle. You know, like we're, yeah. we're so used to treading water, but that's the only thing we know what to do. We only know how to tread water. But once we're swimming, we're like, fuck, I don't know how to swim. I just want to tread. I just like keep it, treading, you know? It, it doesn't feel right. Like when things are going well, like too well, like anytime yeah. I joke, anytime if I'm like, you know, crushing or anytime things are like commercial comes in, like, you know, a gig comes in, I'm open, you know, I go, all right, well, it's something bad's going to happen soon. Like, I think you're right. We don't oh, like dude, anything I'm, easy, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, especially in entertainment business, we have so many fucking, 
you know, I was so close to getting this. I mean, that's, you know, that is yeah. our gig, you know, it's, uh, it's brutal. I'll never forget you know? one, time, so. one time I got booked to this uh, Sony commercial, like this Christmas uh, campaign. Um, I was going to be like a caroler and bro, it was good money. It was sag. It was all, it was, it was the Sony commercial for the, like the holidays. This is going to be insane. And I literally, I, I shit you not, I think a day or a day or two before they were supposed to shoot, they just sent me an email. They don't even call me. They sent me an email like, hey, um, we've gone in a different creative direction. So uh, we've, you know, we've cut your role. And pff, that was it, man. That was it. I had, <sighs> I had all this buildup. And to this day, man, like, I don't feel, if someone emails me, you know, hey, like, we got you for this day. I, I, I am so anxious about it, bro. Like, you could tell me a million times. Like, hey, you're booked. I don't feel like uh, I don't feel any security until I actually walk onto the stage or onto the. No, I actually expect the worst. With anything yeah, I do, same. I expect the worst first. I it, part of me actually doesn't even get excited when you get good news because I'm like, no. oh, something's bad's gonna happen. It's not yeah. gonna all go be. It, this is too good to be true. You know this. Absolutely. This, you know, and it sucks, man. Um, that's really what it comes down to. Like, I can't get, when when shit happens. I just can't get. Uh, I, I can't get excited. I just kind of stay like, oh, okay. Like, it's just like, all yeah. right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. like, we're so used to bad news and things going bad, but you know, I, I don't know if that's a, a good thing or a bad thing, you know? Um, you know, all I do is just keep going, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, as a comic, like as soon as we get something like, that's not the hard work. It's like, how do you keep it going? So it's like, yeah. Oh, you think yeah. you just, cause you landed that part. You think like now you're in the game. No, now you got to yeah. even work even harder. You know, you fought so hard to catch a wave. Now you got to fucking paddle even harder just to keep the wave going. You know, I know a lot of people that hit that hit early in comedy, and uh, you know, they they they, they, they just because they hit so early, they think it's going to be easy, and then then four years goes by, nothing happens, and they're just like, "Fuck, what happened?" You know, like yeah, you know, and they kind of get freaked out, and then they hit reality, and uh, you know, the good ones stay in it, but sometimes it's 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 devastating. You know, yeah, it's um it's i don't think i've ever hit you know i've had some breaks and stuff like that but like just like you i had a thing when um i had a thing where when i left tmz i was friends with matt lauer at the time well matt i was friends with matt lauer yeah and this is before when this is when he was working at nbc Mm -hmm. and uh we became friends i said matt no longer under contract goes get out let's have a meeting i met with them we talked for about you know, two hours and we had this great meeting and uh, he goes, you know what? I pitched him on a bunch of ideas. Like, I was like, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And he goes, you know what? Why don't, why don't you come here and work at the Today Show? Why don't you become like this new millennial type host, do like fun digital pieces for us? And like, I'm like, yeah, let's do this. I mean, this is game changer. <laughs> this is a career. Yeah. You know, the thing that I've been chasing the most of having a career, I mean, this is insane. Yeah. And um, the next day, he gets a meeting with Don Nash, the executive producer, and I pitch him a bunch of ideas. Meeting goes great, it's awesome. Met with another producer, meeting goes great. Yeah. Weekend goes goes by, and I hit up Matt on Monday. Goes, I go, Matt, what you think? He goes, all good things. Expect a big call there in the week. Tuesday comes, Matt's assistant reaches out to me. Goes, Adam, what's your address? We want to send you a Christmas gift. I'm like, oh, okay. I go on, I go and get Matt like a custom made like Christmas gift too. Yeah. Wednesday comes, I wake up to about. You know, thirty text messages. Matt gets let go for his oh. alleged affair. Yeah, and just like that, I'm twenty hours away from getting a contract that's going to change my life. And just like that, it's taken Damn away. It. So, oh I mean, man, you know, that's so brutal. I, I and not surprised either. Like, I, 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 there's no yeah. part of me that's like, well, did you? What are you going to do about it? It's like there's nothing you could do. You're completely fucked in that situation. Oh. Yeah, it's um. It's brutal. Oh shit, dude. The fucking 51 seconds. Oh, holy shit, Utah's coming back. We need to win. Oh, come on. 51 seconds are up by two. 51 seconds left? Yeah, they're up by two. Sorry, guys. If you're okay. listening, I got money on the spread tonight. All so. right. So let's wrap let's um, wrap up so maybe we can catch the, the end of it. So if if you can go back and change anything in high school, would you change anything? What would you do? Anything? Um I would I would have kind of stopped and been more um I would have maybe worked a little bit more. <sighs> it's a great question i love how you start i I would have maybe worked harder no no no. (laughs) (laughs) um i'm trying to think maybe i would have tried a little bit more in school in the field in the subjects i like so i could go to a better college yeah um but the other thing is like i mean this is all i knew i went to a diverse school i wasn't a ladies man so this is it was what i was fuck to guard say come on go to overtime please um (laughs) I would have, uh, 
there's nothing. I mean, I mean, maybe I would have tried a little bit more in school, but then I would have maybe tried to meditate then and just been kind of more uh, grounded. So I just knew yeah. what was going on. I've been more yeah. realized my reality a little bit more. Yeah, I feel you, man. Um, but I think you turned out great, dude. Um, I think I everything happened it, for a reason. Well. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it, bro. Yeah, I think uh, especially to coming from kind of like trashy uh, Jersey upbringings, I think we kind of made something of ourselves, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. not addicted to pills, not, you know. Um, not no you know pills. I have no addictions. Strip clubs on a Perth Amboy. So I think we're or South <laughs> Amboy. I think we're doing all right. <laughs> I hear you, but we're doing all right, my friend. Thank you for having Mr. Camacho. Very funny dude. Check him out. Check out his calendar at jamescamacho.com. <laughs> Very funny guy. Thank you guys. Adam. Adam. Follow Adam at Adam Glenn. <laughs> See you yeah. on TMZ. All right, later, bro. All Thank right, you. bud. Thanks, dude.